It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the first of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that garbage out of here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 839 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, December the 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean, and you can also find the show at Locked On Raptors, as well as on all of your favorite podcast providers. Please give a rating or a review. It's very, very helpful, makes us feel good, and uh, it's uh, much appreciated when you go ahead and do that, not only for this show, but for all the Locked On shows that you support. we got shows covering just about every team in the Big Four Sports, so if you have a team that you like, there's a good chance we have a show talking about it every single day with a local expert. Go subscribe, your team, every day, Lockdown Podcast Network. Go do it. All right, on today's show, it is part two of the Raptors Jersey Numbers Semiotic Special with Corbin Smith and John Wilms. It's a lot of fun. If you listen to yesterday's episode, we got into Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, DeAndre Bembry, Henry Ellenson. Today, we turn our attention to the other new members of the Toronto Raptors, starting with Malachi Flynn and Jalen Harris off the top. We get into Alex Len and his number 27 selection, the first number 27 in Raptors history. We get into Yuta Watanabe picking number 18, and of course, Aaron Baines, who does not yet have a number. All of that and a lot more in today's show. Plenty of uh, derailment as well because it's Corbin and John, and that is part of the fun with those two wonderful, wacky fellas. Uh, Big thanks to them for taking the time and spending an hour and a half talking about this stuff with me, but they're experts, and I highly recommend you go listen whenever John is on the quarantine cast with Corbin. It's uh, always good times. The quarantine cast is great. John has an awesome book called Jad's Dad Milo you can go pick up right now at Mouse House Books. Support local publishing uh, owned by our pal Damon Agnos and his dog Mosley. Uh, highly recommend you go and support Mouse House Books. Lots of great authors over there with great stuff, including John himself. He's also got lots of great writing over at Real GM. All right. Enough pat in the back of those two. Let's get to the podcast. Part two of our chat about Raptors, Jersey numbers, semiotics, and uh, the meaning behind the numbers chosen by all of the Raptors who are new to the team this coming season. Enjoy it. Have a good time. And we will uh, talk to you on the other side. And let's move on to the Raptors first round pick Malachi Flynn, 6'1 guard from San Diego State. He is wearing number eight. Speaking of number symmetry. I don't know about this one, man. So former eight. Raptors to wear number eight include Jose Calderon and Bismack Biombo, as well as Jordan Lloyd, whose best moment for the team came crouched next to Kawhi in the picture of the uh, of the four bounce shot. So like not the worst collection of former Raptors by any means. Uh, John, John, John yeah, you can start with uh, Malachi Flynn at number eight. I don't have a lot of thoughts about the number eight in general. 
Um, let me look up who's worn it before. I know Zach Levine wears it. He's probably not that athletic. I'm guessing he's not as athletic as. Oh, certainly not. Zach Levine. Um, who are the most famous eight wearers? Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich wears it. Or did. Oh, obviously Kobe. Um, yeah. Ugh. Here's my thoughts on it. I hope it's not a Kobe thing. That's my main yeah. thought on it. Yeah. Um, not just because I, I dislike Kobe as a player, but um, also because players who aren't going to be that good, which I don't I assume he's not going to be that good. He's like hopefully a role player, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always like this tendency to expect Raptors first round picks, regardless of where they end up, to be good someday. But, you know, at some point that'll run dry. Yeah. Eight as a Kobe thing specifically. Um, is a much worse, too much vile, dip. vile. It's a much worse, um, too much dip on your chip number than wearing twenty three when you shouldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm just also, hoping that's not the case. It means that you like admire Kobe, which is always just a kind of a bad sign, right? Especially yeah, if I'm you're not, not super good, because you're also going to have the thing where you're like, I can do more, I can do more, I can do more, and you know, that's not mm-hmm. going to get you anywhere. Yeah, when we saw eight come across the wire as the number for Flynn, I was a little disappointed. I'm pretty high on him. I think he's going to be good, but eight to me, it I don't know, it's lacking something. I've always found like the symmetry of that number in particular to be like try hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a not a fan. Also, well, I mean, the way that- it looks on a Raptors jersey, the eights look strange. Like they're the top and bottom are too similarly sized. I think. If I recall, I don't know. You know what? That would choose looking. eight as a number if he was an athlete. It's fucking Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Fuck. Other contemporary other contemporary eights include Matthew Del Padova mm. and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm su- I'm surprised that Delhi isn't wearing some like insane high number. Oh, God, you want to hear another depressing war on number in 2017 anecdote? Oh, no. Dwight Howard, number eight, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, Ooh, that's cursed. <laughs> Ooh. All right. This one, you mentioned Calderon. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. God bless Calderon to some degree or another. But eight really does feel like you're going for. Eight, eight is one of two things. It's either the Kobe thing, which, yeah. Or it's the Calderon thing, which is like, I, I am here to be a professional. Right. And I think, I think those are both bad signs. I mean, the second thing isn't the bad sign. Yeah, that's a good, that's like what the Raptors but draft what, for. That's true. But Calderon, his years on the Raptors were not. Watch what the fuck you're about to say. Look, I'm not wow. saying this about Cal- <laughs> I'm not saying this about sort of Calderon specifically as a player, although should be said it was a hideous defender. Oh yeah. Wretched. But he, he was the, he was the Lord over an empire of mediocrity. Oh yeah. He was the second best player on a team that I think capped out at 47 wins in the first round. Yeah. And but that's not that, his fault necessarily. I mean, they got better when they replaced him, like significantly better when they replaced him. Yeah, but that was like an era later. That's after Bosch, too. So I don't know. That's true. I forgot about Bosch. Everyone Uh, forgets about Bosch. Yo, the Miami Heat player? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, 
I mean, I, I remember Bosch is the guy whose career suddenly ended because of a rare medical condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember him as the as the art guy. Wait, what did it? What was it? Bosch liked? Oh, not art he? programming. He was a computer programming guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a drone guy now. Katie just did a whole piece on him. Wow, well, not a drone guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not I have feeling a question a- for you guys. Real, I have a question for you guys, real quick. Mm-hmm. If you were given the opportunity, would you become a drone guy? No. 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 Seems like okay. too much to learn. And that's kind of a sad reason. <laughs> yeah, I just am not that interested in them. That's, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, me neither. All right. We will continue on talking about uh, Jalen Harris and uh, a bunch of the rest of the pals on the Raptors who are new to the team in just one second. But first, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar, which is more delicious than ever. And I highly recommend you go and get yourself some Built Bars right now. They have six new flavors joining their original lineup of 12 flavors. And more than anything else, these bars are tasty. They don't taste like those gritty, sandy, disgusting blobs of protein and stuff and chemicals that a lot of other protein bars taste like. These are just really good stuff covered in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. And they have, again, a wonderful lineup of flavors, including some of my favorites, orange and toffee almond, I think are the top two for me. I can't get over the orange. I got to get me some more orange. It was really, really good. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. They lo- You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and have no guilt over having a tasty snack in the middle of the afternoon. I had a Kit Kat during the day a couple days ago, and I felt like crap because that's not a good thing to eat in the middle of the day for no reason. And Built Bar does not make me feel like that because it's good for you. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diets as well. A couple of the flavor profiles, for example, you've got the coconut almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, and the brand new cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. That is the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Go check them out. This is Jake from LOCKEDON. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. Eight, bad, Malachi Flynn. Uh, We move on to maybe the most interesting of all of the new numbers on the Raptors. Uh, Number two, of course, worn by Kawhi Leonard just two years ago, goes Mm -hmm. to second-round draft pick and two-way player Jalen Harris. 6'5 guard out of Nevada. Likes to score buckets. It's kind of his thing. Uh, Corbin, I'll start with you. Number two for Jalen Harris. Well, hearing he's a bucket boy kind of concerns me. Mm -hmm. They need a bucket boy, though. That's the thing they've sorely lacked for a long time. Look, this isn't about what they need. This is about what number he's wearing, Sean. Okay, fine. You're right. You've got to remember, it's about the number. Well, these Mm -hmm. two things can be related, Corbin. 
that's true. That's true. Yeah, taking Kawhi's number is a little odd. Do you think it's an ostentatious thing, or do you think he's just always worn two? I think he's just always worn two. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that the Raptors were like, all right, here, take it. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 look. Let's look. I'm just gonna say it. I'm pretty sure Kawhi number Kawhi's number isn't gonna get retired. No, I don't think so either. Not till well after the other guys who needed. Like I, like I think, that, I think that Raptors people and Kawhi they have sort of a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, buddy, you did it. We love you. It's more but, of a thank you for getting Kyle his ring than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. happy yeah. for you. You won your ring, Kawhi. I it's, it's probably even a little happier for you. You won your ring, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been more so had he stayed, probably. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Huh. I think just hmm, two. It's not really a gunner number, is it? No, it's not. It's two. It's there's a real there's a real disassociation there between. Well, Kawhi's not a gun. Wasn't a gunner. He never. Has well, no, been. no, but this they, is the but, style of player that Harris is. Yeah, he, yeah, he scored uh, like just, 23 yeah. a game and took all the shots for his team. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's a Derek Jeter thing. <laughs> I mean, I that Blaine? would be very troubling. That would be unbelievably troubling, frankly. Right. Uh, That's what we have to be worried about. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I think that I think that Gunner plus two t- is entirely too cognitive, cognitively dissonant. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if you're a if you're a Gunner, you're supposed to want people to. You know, wear your dumb jersey that has a dumb number on it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not. You know, that's just not the number. That's like a. That's like a responsible number. It. Just, it seems like he's not living. He's either not living his truth, or he's lying to everybody and acting like he's a gun boy. And I. Neither of those are good for me. Kawhi is the ultimate two, mm-hmm. because it's just it, you know. Hey, I don't want to use too much uh, cloth on my jerseys. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but right. Yeah, and one is one is in less cloth, but he's also like, I don't want to stand out like that. Yeah, come on. What am I, a child? So yeah, sounds bad to me. John, would do you agree? Um, I don't have too many thoughts about. It. I don't know enough about the player, really. Right. Um, I I don't watch college basketball and, and i find that when people you have what i don't um okay and i find it weird when people have like intense opinions about the draft because about it's like, mountain you, west players as yeah it's Jalen like, harris is yeah did you ever watch him play uh, and some people have but even those people don't know what's gonna the, happen yeah i think the people who are best at draft thinking about the draft are the ones who are also willing to say but really i don't know for sure yeah, like, yeah. It's the such more crapshoot. Yeah, the more the more inherently confident somebody is uh, about the draft, the more I'm like, you don't watch that shit. You don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have no idea what you're talking about. That's how I just feel about draft analysis in general. Except for Cosmos, of course. He's great. He is, but I mean, he's smart enough R- to tell uh, you that he, yeah, he doesn't know what's exactly. Gonna yeah, or yeah. Or, or, R- or Ricky's the same way. Like yeah, he is too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we'll move but, on. To uh, number 12, a guy who just signed on Friday by the Raptors, Alizé Johnson, 6'9 forward, played for the Pacers before. Uh, he's wearing number 12. 
I like the number 12. I think it's a good number, typically. All right, Dwight. <laughs> I'm thinking more John Morant, but... Uh, Interesting. Let's, uh, Wilms, let's start with you. Uh, what kind Johnson, of player, what kind of player is he? He's like a guy who only rebounds. He like doesn't oh. have any skills other than just like have an energy and rebound. Kind of Reg- Reggie Evans-ish, I suppose. Oh, like Kenneth Fareed? Um, yeah, like a guy like G League Kenneth Fareed, probably. In, fair- in fairness, Reggie Evans also injured people. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah. the G League Kenneth Fareed is now a redundant statement. Um, even though I watch like a lot of games and I'm like so many different teams I watch just mediocre NBA teams the last two seasons. And I'm like, this team could use Kenneth Fareed. Um, <laughs> and I do think that, uh, you know, the just Get out there, inspire I, the boys, especially during like the middle moments of the games, right? Everybody always does the player analysis as if you're talking about the starters and the closers, right? It's like, no, dude, there's like the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth. And there's the end of the first and the beginning of the third. And like one skill players who are just good at that one thing are like really valuable in those moments if they actually are really good at that one thing. Um, And if he could be that, I think 12 is a perfect number for being that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to look at the Raptors history of number 12s, uh, it includes Rafer Alston, uh, the king, and Rasha Nesterovich uh, among some nobodies. Nesto! Hell yeah. Um, Corbin, where are you at on? I got to say, 12? the Raptors have had a lot of weird fucking European players. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I, I think that energy guys uh, benefit from a slightly higher number than 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fareed, famously 35. Uh, uh, somewhere in the third, or you know, somewhere in the late thirties, thirty-eight. That's very energy to me. Um, yeah, I think I can respect twelve, though. Yeah, I think if like he's trying to make the team, twelve feels like a decent enough yeah. number to it do. It definitely with. feels like a number you pick to try to become canon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you pick, like if you pick in, if you're picking like. 39 like you're not trying to be on cup cannon you're a you're a fucking freak and you don't care who knows it but you know <laughs> you know this guy you know he's trying to uh you know he's trying to be in the league mm-hmm. so he picks a respectable number and uh you know it's hard to you know look there's no ethical number selection under capitalism is what i'm trying to say <laughs> Uh, we got two left, and then we'll get to Aaron Baines. Uh, so the next player is uh, Alex Len, who is one of the guys coming in to replace <laughs> another the departed. Very European. fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice uh, adding yeah. to the lore. Uh, yeah. Alex Len is wearing number twenty-seven for the Raptors this year. Gobert's number. Gobert's number. Also, uh, it is the first time anyone has ever worn twenty-seven for the Raptors. So you know let me do a, a quick look at the history of 27. Go on. You know who else? Yeah, you know who else's number that is that occurs to me instantly for some reason? Jordan Crawford when he was on the Warriors. <laughs> That's true. He was 27. Man, I gotta say, Jordan Crawford on the Warriors in 27 is 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 haunting. Yeah. He actually wasn't. <laughs> he was he was only 27 on the Celtics and Pelicans. I just pulled up the history. Here. Oh, pardon I don't know. me. Pardon me. Man, what number did he wear on the Warriors? We need to figure that out real quick. Um, we need to. It's important, yeah. It must happen. It's probably going to be worse than that, honestly. The only other um, active 27. Uh, oh, there's actually there's Oh god. Few. There's a few good oh, 27s actually. What do you wear? What do you wear on oh, the Warriors? What do, yeah, what? 
15 or no i'm sorry 55 oh, 55 oh <laughs> god jordan crawford is maybe the most cursed nba player i think i can think of off the top of my head <sighs> 55 is really creepy um yeah creepy also 55 was a good number for the later days of joe Noah, though i agree i agree mm. no is he... a re- no is a real that guy can wear anything guy yeah but anyway, also other... 55 is good for him because it's like, no, I'm, no, I'm like a weird guy. Like I'm having way too much sex kind of number. DeLon Wright wore 55 for the Raptors. Oh, wow. Gosh. Similarly weird. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. And, and Rafael Arujo as well, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think 55 for DeLon, I always liked that for him, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was good. I liked him a lot on the Raptors. And he was, was awesome. Like, I missed that dude. So I feel much. like he didn't have this. Hasn't had the same impact on in Dallas. But um, he's on the Pistons now. He's their only non-center. So good for him. I guess. Well, it's all going to come down to what number he wears. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, of course. But anyway, back to twenty-seven for Alex Len. Current number twenty-sevens include Daniel Tice, Yusuf Nurkic, Jamal Murray, and of course Rudy Gobert. Damn it! I can't believe Nurk is one. Hmm. Because I was gonna shit, I was gonna dump on twenty-seven. I'm gonna be honest with you, but well, obviously, it's a center-ass number, apparently, except for Jamal. Yeah, who's insanely cool and Canadian. Yep. Um, uh, Jamal Murray is maybe my favorite player right now, um, but that notwithstanding, twenty-seven is a it's a center-ass number. I agree, and uh, a fairly standard one. And like Alex Lynn is so tall. How tall is he? He's like. He's listed he's like, at just seven flat, but he's not. Yeah, he feels it's like when Marcus Saul was listed at six eleven. Like, have you seen that dude? Wait, when was Marcus Saul listed at six eleven? When the Lakers announced him, they're like center six eleven. I mean, there's just no way he's oh, like seven foot most, three. Yeah, one of the most seven one guys in the fucking league. Come on, <laughs> come on, Lakers. Yeah. Really, you know what? I don't care if they won. That's a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, center ass number. I get you know. I, Alex Len has a real "I am a professional center" vibe too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think it's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like like since he was probably in like the tenth grade, he's been like, I guess I have to be an NBA center. Uh. All right. Alex Len, twenty seven. It works. Uh. The last new player to talk about here is someone who's probably not going to make the team, but they brought him to camp anyway, wearing number eighteen is Utah Watanabe, formerly of the Memphis Grizzlies, probably going to be on the G League team this year. Uh, 18. I don't know if that's been worn by a Raptor before either. It's pretty uncommon. Uh, Two players. It's been worn by Ben Uzo and Anthony Parker. We'll get to Parker. Did Jeremy Lin not wear it in uh, Toronto? Was he 17? No. Yeah, I think he was 17. I I don't really have thoughts about it. 18, the first guy I think of with 18 is Omri Caspi for some reason. Because I guess the reason is that hardly anyone ever wears it. Let's pull it up and see if there are any notable 18s. Uh, oh, I guess Bellinelli's worn it. Bellinelli's like an 8 or an 18 guy, depending on what's available. Delvadova and... has worn it. Um, that's not good. That's really Shake good. Milton. Shake Milton. Tabo. Dion mm. Waiters. Mm. I, I got to say, Dion Waiters really radiates 18 energy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did wear 18 in, in LA. That's right. I don't know if he's on a team right now, but uh, this is the thing is, there's all these guys who are like not on teams right now, but um, they're all going to have their opportunity in like three weeks. There's going to be so many COVID cases. And, like, 
people are going to have to sit out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that relates to our guy here. Wat- Watanabe uh, might be called up sooner rather than later, especially with all the, the Raptors are dislocated this year, right? They're in Tampa. Yeah. Which I think sort of God, raises funny. the chances of infection. I got to say, that's so funny. The Canada is just like, this plan you guys are doing is obviously insanely irresponsible. <laughs> and the Raptors go, yeah, we know. We'll go to Tampa. Man. I guess this is probably because I don't really follow football or hockey, but my, and I know that they frequently are good, both of those Tampa teams, mm-hmm. but um, my perception of uh, Tampa is kind of like a, like a bitch sports town because <laughs> first of all, the Rays were good. They made the world series this year. Right. But like, yeah. they're immediately like getting rid of people. Yeah. They're going to trade their cheap. entire starting rotation by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah the Ray, the Rays are kind of a cynical organization. They're say. everything right. wrong with baseball. They suck fuck the race forever yeah yeah wow, and, that's, okay. and that's like that's like apparently just what happens when you're a baseball team in florida because the marlins are the same way mm-hmm. and um, ask, a, ask a quick question woodley what al east team do you hate the most Ooh, it kind of it fluctuates because there was be a time Yankees. no it's i think it's the red sox yeah. but the orioles also like there's some Orioles stuff when jose bautista was at his uh peak of being the coolest motherfucker alive there was a lot of Orioles beef there. Like he, <laughs> he like tore his shoulder up and ruined himself for a year and a half trying to throw at a dude at first base from right field just because he was on the Orioles and he hated him. It was great. Um, Didn't Bat- did Batista get an Orioles related fight? Also, no, that was the Rangers. Oh, okay. I mean, he got into some other stuff. Like he called the home run that he hit off of Darren O'Day of the of the Orioles as well, I believe. And then, of course, illegal to be cool in baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have a little amazing. honor out there. God, I love Bautista. The, but uh, but also Tampa Bay. Topic, but yeah. It, before they had the Rays, I remember them as the team where Jerry Reinsdorf, we don't like him, right, um, mm-hmm. was trying to get the city to fund a new stadium for the White Sox around like 1990. Uh-huh. And he kept just threatening to move the team to Tampa Bay if they wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, so it's just like always – I've always kind of perceived it as this like sports sinkhole, even though, again, they have two good teams. Um, yeah, it's a dirtbag sports town, but dirtbags win in 2020. Could so. you imagine Jerry Reinsdorf not living in Chicago? <laughs> uh, I mean, he would have to live in another Midwest city. Yeah. City specifically, like you, you would have to be like a Cleveland Cleveland guy. Yeah, yeah, not not like St. Paul, not like, not like Minneapolis. Like I'm pretty sure that Jerry Reinsdorf's lifestyle could happen you know anywhere um he's not really like he wouldn't live anywhere where it was too nice i don't think he'd go there on vacation no. but he wouldn't yeah, live yeah, there yeah 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 um, so like cleveland i think is the only other place he could he could really live sorry that was an email i got um but yeah that's what tampa bay's thing i'm really worried about fred van vliet down there actually the whole like rockford tampa bay dynamic he wanted to be uh, there more than anybody else it sounds like ooh, that's that's that worries me even more um, <laughs> I think the yeah. thinking was just, well, if we can't be in Toronto, we might as well have warm weather. Mm, fair enough. So, He's going to yeah. be really disappointed when he finds out what kind of warm weather Tampa has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be uh, tough. Uh, anyway, uh, that's all the new players, except for Aaron Baines, guys. So let's wrap this up because I've kept you for far too long. 
All right, we are going to get to the final part of the podcast today with Corbin and John and talk about Aaron Baines and the number that he should wear in just one second. But a reminder that you can check out Hollinger and Duncan, a wonderful podcast for you to listen to. Nate Duncan, John Hollinger, all the front office insight you could ever possibly want. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Go and subscribe. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Aaron Baines, he does not have a number yet. He wore 46, I believe, at his most recent stop in Phoenix. He's um, born... uh, frankly, frankly, almost a parody of a of a rotation big band number forty six. <laughs> yeah, John, you had some strong feelings on forty six as well because you believed this was his the number the number he was wearing. Um, yeah, informed you he did not yet have when a number signed. When I looked up at the apparently false information about the new player's jersey um, numbers, I when I saw this number, I literally like went backwards physically, like a. a full foot and a half um, like john, i don't know john's, about, apart- john, john's apartment isn't that big he only has a foot and a half of stumble space to spare though corbin i was on the couch um, oh okay oh i apologize wait but so he wears 46 he did for like the suns and the celtics yeah i feel like i would have noticed that but i guess i didn't hmm. um that is just in it's i do think it's a great number for him um but man nobody wears that shit Bo Outlaw wore it for the Suns in 05. Nobody remembers that. Um, John Conchar is apparently on the Grizzlies and wearing that. First time I've heard of him. Um, and then everybody else was wearing it I haven't heard of. Dennis Bell, Jason Jason Collins I've heard of, but I don't remember the end of his career in 2014. Um, Jay Murphy, Todd Murphy, who are they? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, 46 is chaos. I do feel like the obvious shortcut that people do cognitively when they see Aaron Baines, a huge dude with kind of a scary look to him. And then his last name is literally Baines. They just like take the ass off of that and think of him as, you know, the Batman character. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the chaotic nature of 46 as a um, Jersey number choice definitely has like sticking up the stock exchange in order to sow discontent energy to it. Uh-huh. Um, and it sort, it sort of worries me, but thrills me at the same time, right? I mean, because we do live in a society, but- um, <laughs> So true. It's so but true. also because it makes me wonder if he's like wearing 46 because he's like sincere <laughs> and capable of being sort of a chaos, strong, scary player, right? Or if he's just being sort of a, a try-hard edgelord with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he's like, knowing who he is as a player he's pretty good um and i do think he's a really great like replacement for them given what they lost but uh he's right on the line he's perpetually on the line between corny edge lord and like earning it yeah so do you think he should stick with 46 then or kind of mix it up a little bit and like i think he strikes me as like a high number weirdo like when taj gibson wore like 67 or whatever it was like i could I could get on board with something weird, like up in the 80s or something like that. Again, I'm, I'm really like on the line between two things here, but because, you know, 
I just don't know if like really leaning into the weirdness of the right idea in Tampa specifically. Right. Um, right. But uh, it might actually be like the Raptors in general, I, I feel like could, could go either way this season with the whole Tampa thing. Like they could be just like insanely unhinged and weird and fun, or it could just be like they're displaced and dispirited. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're, they're used to very cold winters. So like Fred's excitement could, could be onto something there. Corbin, do you have thoughts on 46 honestly, or other options honestly, for Baines? I, I genuinely think that John said pretty much everything I was going to say. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think that 46 really toes the line between genuinely eccentric number and kind of trying too hard number. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, that maybe that kind of is Baines's truth on a certain level. Like, he really has just the goofiest fucking haircuts, you know? Mm-hmm. And... You know, depending on what light you're looking at him in, you could be like, this guy doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Or this guy really gives a fuck about everybody. Uh, So I think it's a truthful number. That's what I think. But uh, does that mean it's good? Uh, Well, you know, sometimes the truth is a little disgusting. I'd like to see him. Uh, No one's worn it before either in Raptors history. I'd like to see him be the first. I'd just like to say. Mm-hmm. Marcus saw the Lakers is probably the most depressing thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, Cl- I think a bucket of the Clippers hurts like Raptors fans more because the Clippers are these valor thieving shit heels. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Gasol on the Lakers is uh, is a tough one too. But I also totally get it because if I'm Marcus Saul, I'm not living out of a suitcase in Tampa Bay for a year when I can go play with LeBron and live near Pow. I get it. Yeah, but I, I, I get mean- it. It's sort of depressing, but I also like, you know, I don't, I don't think that Gasol has much left. Um, and mm-hmm. it's He's going to play like 12 minutes a game. Yeah. Like, I think Baines will be better than Gasol next year. Um, and uh, my Lakers take with Gasol and who else? They got Trez. Wes they, Matthews. They Schroeder. Get anyone who's going to be as good as Howard was for that last year. Um, and like, I think Dwight Howard was actually a, fairly large part of their identity last year. Um, I think that they might have been right to move on from that just because you're probably not going to yeah, get I, two years in a sorry. row. Yeah, but, do you, I'm sorry. Do you want to work every day with Dwight Howard, John? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no, I don't. As the upgrade think, from Howard to Gasol in terms of like coworkers is incredible. pretty remarkable. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. As someone who has literally been farted on by Dwight Howard, um, I definitely don't. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want to work with him every day. Um, but uh, but I think that he was a big part of their team last year and that nothing they're getting is going to fit quite as well or, or be as effective for them. I do he, think it would be have. really cool if Mark and LeBron just became fast friends, though. You know, Well, there's a, the, the, the on-court stuff will be magical between them. I don't think that yeah, it will be yeah. you know, winning championship stuff. But um, it will be. Oh, I think they're winning delightful. the championship quite easily. Oh, I do too. I just don't think yeah. that Gasol is really a part of that. Yeah, fair. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't necessarily think that. Well, your Blazers are uh, looking yeah, good. Come on, we're Corbin. we're racked up. We're stocked. No more white side. <laughs> Things are looking up. <laughs> All right, we're, we've reached the end of uh, of this exercise. Thank you guys for taking far more time than I said it was going to take. I just think that Marcus Gasol has a real living in LeBron's pool house energy, you know? <laughs> was, was this a Judd Apatow season? Is he writing the season? <laughs> I hope. I, I don't know. That might be all right, you know? 
yeah no i could definitely see gasol like killing a cameo in avatar um, yeah which is like what lebron wants for the team to be anyway so yeah yeah could, could work out really well anyway corbin do you have anything to plug uh well quarantine cast it's a podcast mm-hmm. it's good i don't know it's really i make good. it john john's on all the time this is actually yeah. the third podcast in a row i've done with john in like a week yeah me and also you know you were lamenting that me and john are gonna do a jersey number episode okay it's gonna be on quarantine cast this year well that works i'm happy to hear it right john right I don't, I oh yeah we up, always right? do that just every few months or so yeah 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 uh it's our thing yeah come on uh you can follow me on instagram to see my pictures of uh birds dogs flowers uh just anything but human beings uh that's corbin a dot smith and uh i listen to round ball rock they're my pals yeah we're, um, i'm doing a blog over there this year i'm kind of waiting for the season to start but yeah i was supposed to write something for you for that blog yeah you're still supposed to i'll get it at some point uh Wilms, anything you have to plug oh uh, sure go to mousehousebooks.com you could buy my books called Jad dad uh jad's dad milo and uh real gm writing something about uh recently retired player and beautiful man joakim noah that will go up this week uh, we all i just I, I would like to shout out something else john wrote about small market energy this week Ooh. Mm. Which is something real, that we, also for real GM, yeah. Also for real GM, which is something that we have been talking about literally for years at this point. Um, something that exists I, in the Raptors fan base as well, to be clear. It, yeah, sorry, yeah, even sorry. though it's like an enormous market, it definitely. I, I, and you won a championship recently. I'm, yeah, it's, it's a there. huge. It has. It's it. a huge. It's a huge market, but Canada's a small market. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In we're putting that's all in air quotes. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but John wrote about it for them this last week, and uh, he did a significantly better job writing about it than I ever could. So, wonderful. It's, it's it's a fun concept, guys. Yeah, go read that. Uh, buy John's book. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my shelf. Oh, uh, hey. go, go I actually it. don't own. It. I actually don't own it. So. Wow. I mean, I haven't yet read it. Uh, I'll, I'll cop to that. But you don't need to send it to me, John. I'll buy it I sometime. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I owe you. You know. Just because of friendship, really. So, oh hell yeah! <laughs> you know that's right, the guys. last thing I want. That's the last thing I want to promote. Friendship. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to the end of the two-part extravaganza of Raptors jersey number semiotics with Corbin and John. Big thanks to those dudes for jumping on. Go check out all of their work. They're wonderful. I will be on Corbin's podcast actually on Friday talking about hockey. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be good. And with that, we've reached the end of the week here on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in all week long. As always, on Monday, going to be joined by Sandy from the Dishes and Dimes podcast to dive into our pressing preseason question series of episodes that we do every year before the season starts because apparently there's basketball in like two weeks. So uh, we'll get geared up for that with Sandy. That'll be a lot of fun. Get ready there. 
And uh, before we wrap the whole thing up, we got to get to our local business of the day because uh, the government's doing uh, local businesses no favors right now, and it's important to support local. Otherwise, everything's going to be a Kelsey's or something owned by Jeff, Jeff Bezos. So uh, the today's local business of the day sent in, I believe, by our pal Rob Senta. This could be a wrong uh, accreditation of who sent this in, but I believe it is Rob Senta. He sent in La Paella, a Spanish restaurant at 1140. Queen Street East. Uh, I love me some Spanish food. Oh my goodness, it's the best. They are doing takeout and delivery right now. They are open. Their hours are 4 to 8 p.m. every day except for Monday. So get on it. La Paella, 1146 Queen Street East. Get in there with a takeout or delivery order and uh, get some delicious Spanish food. LaPaella.ca as well if you want to check out their menu. And with that, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, please support the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, now that you're done here, go and check out Locked On Leafs, as Mike DiStefano has been covering the ongoing saga of the NHL, trying to get back up and running over the last little while here and doing a great job. So go listen to Mike DiStefano on Locked On Leafs right now. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you Monday with Sandy from Dishes and Dimes. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.